Welcome to the Watib Podcast. This is today's free episode. There is also a bonus episode that went up exclusively on our Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com slash wuatib, or simply go to wuatib.com. That's w-u-u-a-t-i-b.com. Thank you and enjoy. All right, welcome to Wuatib, episode number eight. I believe. It's already eight. Wow. Yeah, and seven is the two parts because we had the uh, split podcast. But, I don't know, eight or nine. You and know, I'm pretty sure, even though it's, uh, I believe it's episode eight. However, we have been very inconsistent, inconsistent uh, about uploading things. So, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this was like, I don't know, episode six or like seven. Or well, like and I've I've uplo- I think I'm I've uploaded them all, but every other one is like a Patreon. So technically, this is the probably like the fifth, fourth or fifth public episode. And right. The other ones Maybe we should, you know, name the public ones. No, because then people gotta feel like they're they're missing out. They're you know missing what I mean? something. They gotta be like, "Where's <laughs> number four? I only saw three and five. All right, and then I they're see. like, "Damn." I gotta be a patron to get that sweet number four. <laughs> so all right, why don't you continue? Yeah, I, I um, got some things planned, and the first thing that I just put together that I thought we could do quickly in the beginning was a uh, worst T-shirt sayings, and just like <laughs> I don't know the the reason I thought of that is because I just thought of you know back in the day when your mom would buy you shirts at Kmart or whatever, and they would say, like... Oh, I have a great one. Yeah, like, I know we all have some something like that, so I think whoever can come up with the worst one is... Mine's the best because I made it. What is it? All right, no, you, you two do it first. Okay, well, I had one in mind. The one I thought of, I don't know if this is real or not, but I feel like it probably is, is... Uh, I can't hear you. I'm too busy being awesome. <laughs> and I felt like that. I there's like a hundred percent, like a Target shirt that says that shit on it. I guarantee it. I so instantly came to my mind, are the extremely '90s Big Johnson T-shirts. Extremely uh, '90s Big um, Johnson T-shirt. Yeah. So in the '90s, there was this whole series of t-shirts um that had things like here's an example johnson fishing rods it's easy to reel them in when you've got a big johnson oh my (laughs) (laughs) and there's a picture of like a guy with like a bunch of babes on a boat (laughs) (laughs) that's like like how can you buy that unironically like you must be it the biggest douchebag if you <laughs> if you buy things like those unironically. No, you're honestly. just you're just some like seventy eight year old white guy. That's like the two genres of terrible t shirt sayings in stores like Target is like the one the shirts for grandpa, and then the mm-hmm. shirts for you know little Mikey. Or like yeah, but like. <laughs> Uh, that's something grandpas would wear. I agree. However, at the same time, I've never seen a single grandpa wear a t-shirt. You know what I mean? 
Um, You've never seen they, a grandpa wear a t-shirt? Yes, they always wear something You've like you know, to Florida, uh, <laughs> sweater or something like that. They're always cold. Um, you know, maybe <laughs> some kind of like those baggy jackets uh, that doesn't fit and it's like twice their size. My grandpa only wore wife beaters. Exactly. Some grandpas uh, wear <laughs> wife beaters and some grandpas beat their wives, you know. <laughs> is, is this going to get cut? Is there a correlation? I don't know. Actually, I, I wonder. Wife beaters for some reason. I mean, where did that phrase, where did that like term even come from for? It um, had to just be like a stereotype of people yeah, who wore yeah, them, right? Well, it actually, it came from a streetcar named Desire the is that like, a movie no it's a stage play oh and like i guess in that like the character who beats his wife wears that shirt Ooh. at least that's what i've heard i like how you had an answer for that <laughs> yeah i that's like one of those things where i've like thought about exactly that before and i think i've looked it up eggs mm-hmm. and i were talking yesterday about adam's apple and we were trying to figure <laughs> out the origin of Adam's apple, and I looked it up, and it basically nobody knows. There were two answers, both of which seemed really bad. There was one that said there was some tradition that when Adam ate the apple in the garden, like a piece of it was embedded in his throat, but there was no historical support for that at all. And then the second <laughs> one was some convoluted explanation about how, like, the Hebrew was. <laughs> mistranslated 20 times in a row and then they ended up with adam's apple which I also like didn't make any things. sense wait wait was it how old is it the same do you know i don't know it didn't really didn't really say imagine just like one random dude saying yeah that's adam's apple and <laughs> yeah. i mean a lot of stuff does actually go like that you know like one person says it and then a bunch of people like think it's cool and start you know? Yeah, starting your own catchphrase. That's always in like coming apparently, of age movies. Mm-hmm. People who want to start their own catchphrase. Apparently, like... yeah. In uh, in Britain, a wife beater is Stella Artois, the beer. What? Why? I have absolutely no <laughs> it idea. It doesn't make any that's sense what, at all. What, is it that's because... what Wiktionary... <laughs> is it be- because people who wear white beaters drink beer is that why i mean it's probably because people who are alcoholics beat their wives that makes more sense to call no. a- well a- when- <laughs> why, why stella you- artois yeah actually yeah, yeah. Exactly. why are they singling i would if i were stella artois if i were like the pr team i would not be happy with my <laughs> an entire country associating my brand with abuse that's true um, I don't think I answered. Uh, yeah, you didn't give yet. us a t-shirt sign. Uh, so in fourth, I think, or fifth grade, I made a t-shirt. And I wrote down die um, using those, I don't know what it's called, but like paste or something like that in front of the shirt because I thought I was a cool and edgy kid. And uh, my you know elementary school teacher came up to me and said, like, you know, that's inappropriate um, and kind of like dark and edgy. So can you uh, change it? And I'm like, okay, because I'm a good little boy. And I changed to diet Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's a good save. Yeah. yeah it mean, is a good save. Yeah, I was proud of it. 
I'm sure this, I don't know what else you could have changed die to. Die. Um, just yeah. diet, I guess. Yeah. Diet. I don't know you why read, like, I had to add Coca-Cola, but I, <laughs> you know. My I don't, mom I don't put know me I've on a heard... diet. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard someone say diet Coca-Cola before. Yeah, also that. It's just Diet Coke. Everyone, on, Coke yeah, Coke. everyone just says Diet Coke. But I, okay, back to back to Stella Artois. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I so in Britain, they started calling it the wife beater because of its high alcohol content and perceived connection with aggression and binge drinking in Britain. Wow. Yeah. Makes, so it is a terrible. It's and, just like a bad. Yeah, this, this article is it's in the independent and it's lobbying company tried to wipe out quote wife beater and quote beer references <laughs> how are they going to wipe on it wikipedia out? so on stella on artois wikipedia page it said you know in britain people call stella artois a wife beater and <laughs> an international lobbying company hired an army of Wikipedia editors to continuously remove that reference from the Wikipedia page. You know, that's never going to work. Anytime mm -hmm. uh, companies or anybody tries to get rid of something in the internet, it's just recipe for disaster. You need to be anonymous if you're going to do that. Yeah, but like if one person just did that, like removed it, mm -hmm. it would be like whatever. But... Like once the company yeah, gets, gets involved. involved, exactly. Then it, you're just you're just cementing it when they find out that you're extremely bothered by it. It's like getting <laughs> yeah. bullied, you know. If you're mm -hmm. getting bullied and you have like a huge reaction to it, you're gonna keep getting bullied. But if you just don't care, you're less likely to get bullied. Isn't that like the rule of bullying? That's what I was always told. Just like play dead. <laughs> or just yeah, like you know what I mean well, don't like react don't, just be like aha that's funny <laughs> don't play that if you you're know, like, advice, like that's mean don't do that then you're just yeah. gonna get bullied forever yeah, I just wanna bully uh, that person more you know <laughs> yeah. the saying um, thank your bullies and they will stop mm -hmm. I don't know that saying <laughs> yeah I don't either I thought oh, okay. say thank your bullies for making you a tougher person <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm not going to lie. You're going to get... <laughs> Celio's going to get punched in the face and thank his bully. Thank you. Thank no, you. Thank no, you, I, good sir. <laughs> I don't know where I heard it from. I thought it was like a comment saying, like, you know, it, if you want uh, bullying to stop, you got to thank your bullies or, like, act like you don't, you're not bothered by it. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. Those are different. Yeah. Very different. Right. I would keep... Like, I feel like you'd keep getting bullied if you we're thanking someone for bullying you because that would just be infuriating <laughs> if you were like trying to rile someone up and they were like really i think thank you for pointing that out really? i really Wouldn't appreciate you be, like creeped out thank like, you no sir. i would just be like i would be more angry one of those like massachusetts like oh my god thank you so much <laughs> hey you're a you're a big old fart mouth thank you sir for letting me know that i'm a fart mouth yeah i appreciate right. your constructive criticism okay yeah, i would like troll them even more if they did that yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so if we uh, if we're ready to move on, I had so I I had two topics here, and we can decide which one we want to do first. I had contextualizing twenty twenty and advice to your former self, and you know, the latter is pretty that, clear. But right. the the first one, contextualizing twenty twenty, what I meant is like, you know, everyone is saying. 2020 is the worst year, you know, but for me, what does that really mean? Or like, if 2020 is actually the worst year, is that a, like, it's is that open, good I'm not gonna lie. or is that bad? <laughs> well, you know what I mean? So <laughs> if it, if it's the worst year of my life, then that's a good thing. Exactly. Like, <laughs> because, I mean, unless all years from now are only slightly less bad. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, it depends I on think, the mindset, I guess. But definitely, uh, I think the prevailing view is that things can get worse. Yeah. But so far, you know. Yeah. I mean, I really, um, like, this whole meme of 2020 this year is most just, like, millennials and Gen Z. Like, I mean, and the, like, even the boomers, like, didn't throw World War Two or any of that shit. <laughs> so, like, yeah. even the worst years in, like, the late 20th we're not that bad that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking about like how bad is is 2020 gonna historically actually be so bad you know i don't like i'm not old enough to know if 2008 was as bad or worse or not as bad as 2020 and i don't know you know what i mean like will this be the year where in 30 years we're telling our kids like you didn't have to live in 2020. <laughs> You've never. I mean, I think probably just because of the pandemic, like people definitely talk about it. Yeah. Because like, uh, you know, it's like a once once a century event. Hopefully. Yeah. Like. I mean, I imagine like 1918 with like World War One going on. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and a pandemic ravaging yeah. the entire world. Probably a worse year. I think I think you made an important distinction, which is that I kind of thought about, which is, you know, the worst year. That doesn't really mean anything. Like, if this is the worst year of our lives, that's amazing that'd be great Mm -hmm. because like this year has obviously sucked but it's not you know we're all pretty we're all safe we're all yeah pretty employed or you know it has definitely sucked a lot more for like other people exactly Exactly. yeah like if we're contextualizing 2020 you can't think about like your own perspective but the world's perspective as well yeah yeah it really sucks for like certain groups of people for sure. Um, those who can't get out and lost their jobs and things like that. Yeah. Uh, definitely unemployment is the highest that has ever been, even more so than the Great Depression. So. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering how 
Because it's really strange now because now we have so much remote work and we have, I don't know, I just feel like there's, even though on paper we have way more people filing for unemployment than in the Great Depression, I just feel like there's no way that this is anything like that. You know what I mean? I think that conditions are probably so much worse for the majority of people. And also because that was, you know, we're so much more advanced than we were in 1929. Yeah, like they didn't have like welfare or anything really. Exactly, yeah. Like you were just completely screwed. You... (laughs) Like, also, the thing that, like, in 1918, when there was also, like, this huge pandemic, right? Like, did people, like, lose their jobs? Or... That's a really good question. I don't even... Did they just, like, work through it? I don't even know if we were smart enough to know. Exactly. Yeah. No. I mean, people knew about, like, germs and stuff. There are, like, people even wore masks. Really? Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I guess they just sucked it up then. You know, there wasn't going to be like any governmental um, regulations about, you know, keeping the yeah. pandemic in check. It was like, probably really hard to do testing and reporting back then as well. It's not like you can Google, oh, how many cases in my state? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how they tested. Like, did they even test you for the flu in 1918? Probably not. Yeah, they probably didn't even know how. They can't, they can't, don't have like, I don't know, they just have microscopes, I guess, but no. And like, yeah, and like just people dying and you're just like, well, I guess <laughs> they had the flu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the number of cases just is just the number of extremely dead people or like yeah. close to dying. Uh it's awful. Yeah, I don't know. So twenty twenty is like so many days, and I don't have a car either, so it's even worse for me. <laughs> you haven't even been outside. I barely, dude. I like, mean, I just I, go outside I, on only... purpose. I don't go anywhere. I just walk around outside. I should do that too. Um, it's been getting cooler and everything, so the weather's not that bad. But the only time I've actually gone outside is to pick up my uh, Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And yeah. I don't know about you guys, but it makes me rationally angry if I see people wearing masks the wrong way. Like <laughs> you'd rather just why? somebody not wear the mask than like exactly. wear it around their eyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, most people um I would rather their nose some, exposed. Not wearing. You know what I mean? They yeah, I know what you mean. Exposed. I'm like I mean Yeah. Why even I, wear a mask if you're gonna if you're not gonna wear it correctly? I do understand. Like, I'm pretty sure they mean well, but at the same time, urgh, like educate yourself a little bit. It's yeah. like when I'm doing a math problem and I just am trying to copy the steps that I remember, but I don't actually understand the first principles of anything. Mm-hmm. That's like that. You're just like, oh, I'm supposed to have a mask on my face, yeah. But I'm not really <laughs> exactly. thinking about what that means or why I'm doing yeah. it. What what does this mask do? Or I'm sure there are so many people who take it off when they're like ordering things in restaurants or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the most critical points when you would actually want to have a mask on, they take it off to talk to somebody. I um I have found the difficulty with me is that when I want to I always want to take the mask off, you know, cuz like 
if you sneeze the mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It gets like well, that makes but a lot of sense. The point of the so. mask is that if you sneeze air or cough, it blocks <laughs> the particles. People literally pull down their mask to sneeze or cough. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, I get it. I You shouldn't do it, but I get it for sneezing. But coughing, if anyone pulls down their mask <laughs> to cough, I just, I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah, What's like, the... <laughs> get the fuck from me. Yeah, like... It's okay. Maybe, yeah. My my spit got stuck in the throat. It's not a real cough. <laughs> what did you say, Eggs? Sneezing is just as bad. She what says sneezing is, is just as bad as coughing. I don't think so. I think it's only transmissible uh, by coughing. I think sneezing not. might actually even be worse. Because sneezing has way yeah, more sneezing, like stuff in it. The thing is, though, is that sneezing is a symptom. Uh, oh, that's true. You know, so like... You don't have any of the symptoms, and would be less than someone who like has the symptom and cough their mask off. You know. Yeah. You're breaking off a little bit. Oh. Or is it? <laughs> Oop. It's either. Right. I don't know if it's your internet or your like uh, sensitivity. If you just like swallow the mic, you know, if you just like put the whole mic, okay. I just want to, I want to hear like the reverberation of your vocal cords directly. Okay. <laughs> is this better? That is much better. In ways, you. yes. In ways, no. <laughs> what do we move on to a different topic? Yeah. So, um, advice to your formal self, I think is pretty, uh, self-explanatory. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. I mean I don't feel like I am qualified to give advice to my former self. What? What do you mean? Like because what um, I feel like if I want to give an advice to someone, I need to be qualified to give an advice, if you know what I mean. And right now, I don't feel like I'm qualified. Even to like your pat, but you already I mean it depends, but you already know what happens to your past self, or like the right. you know I the mean, outcome of what I you did. That I yeah. I guess then. Um, would you just recommend do everything exactly as you would do? <laughs> Cryptic advice the from is, the future. <laughs> I would definitely say uh, no. Maybe be more opportunistic and you know make some connections or whatever. However, at the same time, like. I don't know the path to success even now. Um, if I could turn, if I turn back time, right, uh, with all my memories intact, I would definitely choose to go a different route um, to try to better myself. But at the same time, I don't know if the different route is correct. So yeah. you would take no. more risks. Yeah, definitely would take more. I mean. Yeah, I guess so. Like, it's not like I didn't take risks. It's just that some of the risks that I took didn't get me far or some of the things that uh, I didn't do also didn't get me far. Um, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. But what yeah. would you like? What would you do that's more risky? Um, I guess do something like more enjoyable, uh, but less that might be less successful uh, career-wise. You know what I mean? Maybe take right. up 
music or take up art or you know um uh, interesting things like that yeah because i feel like you know as you grow older and things like that you want to have a hobby that you really enjoy um even though it's well, not yeah. Just- yeah are we talking about hobby or are we talking about mm-hmm. your like career path like hobby turning into a career path because oh. like you know first yeah yeah it would be it would be the best thing ever if your hobby becomes your career and it's relatively successful and i'm sure you can um attest to that uh restless modern yeah i mean yeah. but i feel like well not always actually that you have to have some level of like intentionality probably mm-hmm. like if you just like knitting and you just do it sometimes like it's unlikely that that's somehow gonna become your career but like so you're so is your issue that you don't have hobbies or is your issue that you your career is boring i don't have a hobby that's (laughs) that i'm very skilled at okay so like a hobby you could actually get good at or like yeah exactly and if I started uh, when I was in college or even younger, like even though that might not necessarily be a career uh, that I make money from, it just, but at the same time, like it's something that I can be proud of and keep working towards and maybe even earn side income. Who knows? Like I wish if I, yeah, yeah. If I had to uh, tell my former self, if I have to give an advice, I would say, hey, pick up a hobby that you really enjoy and stick with it. Yeah. I that's good advice. I think that's definitely good advice. All right. But think also though like you need i think for a lot of people like their hobby becoming their career would like ruin that's also true yeah like i feel like that would happen to me like once because like once something becomes something that you like have to do you know like it has to be something that you really enjoy or else like you will probably get tired of it and it'll become a pain. But yeah. is it like worse than the alternative? For example, if you do, if you get a job that's like nowhere near what your hobby is, would you be more happy because now your hobby is more enjoyable? I don't necessarily think. I so. think it depends how, it depends how ambitious you are and how much you care about. Like if you're, you know, if you want to become a professional League of Legends player, mm-hmm. you're never going to be content with doing your normal job and then playing an hour a day of League of Legends. But if you just enjoy it and you're not, you don't like, you aren't so driven by it that it bothers you, you know what I mean? Like for me, if I had a nine to five. I would probably just try and quit music because I would just feel bad. I would never be able to be happy like half doing it or just, you know what I mean? I would be, I would feel like it's not fun anymore. And it's also not fun when it's your job. Like parts of it are still fun, but there's also a lot of, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of, you know, it's not just, oh, whenever I feel like it. I can do the thing that I like. It's like, oh, fuck. Okay, I have to do this no matter what. But I think I wouldn't want to... It would just remind me that I didn't try and do it as well as I could if I was doing it partially. But that's... I think a lot of people, that's not true. 
So like if it's not true for you, then it's probably better to just, you know, do it when you like to do it and just get enjoyment from it. Mm-hmm. I, I I see your point, but you know, if we look at the alternative, um, I doubt your statement because <laughs> Um, many people, uh, hobby is something that they want to do to de-stress and things like that um, because of work. Work is like probably the uh, number one stress for most Americans. That's At probably least, true, uh, yeah. I believe, yeah. How, if your hobby becomes your work, however, I think that stress will go significantly down. You won't enjoy your hobby as much as you used to, but it is better than the alternative. And... If your hobby becomes your work, you will become good at it as you keep doing it more and more and maybe pick up a new hobby on the side. Um, and like your overall enjoyment, uh, your day to day life enjoyment will go up. I'm not sure if I agree or dis- I think I might both agree and disagree with you depending on the situation and depending on like having a hobby have trying to make your career out of being a youtuber or doing music or something like that versus you know if you really love sports casting or if you really love like derivatives i don't know you know what i mean some things are way less stressful to try and like pivot into a career but i don't i think that depending on what that thing is and who you are, it can become way more stressful, especially in the short term. Yeah. I think in the yeah, long term, like if, if well. you succeed and you end up like being able to do your hobby as a career and like it's stable and, you know, then in the yeah. long term, you definitely, I agree with you, but I think it's very hard to get there depending on what your hobby might be. Yeah. Like there aren't many hobbies that, for most people can also translate into like stable careers. Like if I love, if I love sumo wrestling, (laughs) you know, I really want to be a sumo wrestler. (laughs) Like there are people who work from the time they're like four years old until they're like adults to be sumo wrestlers. And they work like 20 hours a day. That's the other thing. is like exercising and eating like 10,000 calories. Because how much are hobbies determined by things that are not work? You know what I mean? Like, why did nobody has a hobby or like most people don't have a hobby for Excel sheets or for like, and I wonder if that's because those things are work, you know what I mean? And the things that are hobbies are things that are fun and thus the competition to be one of the few people who does that is so high because everybody would, you know, everyone wants to be like a professional fisher or whatever, instead of, like, selling Fritos <laughs> to, like... <laughs> yeah. Dude, selling Fritos is a pretty dope hobby, dude. <laughs> I wonder how many people... I don't, I'm don't. i sure there's research on this. I wonder how many people would say they're, like, satisfied with their job. I have actually... I have absolutely no idea what that number would be. Percentage of people who are, like, extremely satisfied with their career. I think, I think it would be near 0%. Yeah. Think it really? Would be really yeah. Just because in the United States, at least, like the the entire culture is based around like rising through the ranks of like whatever you're doing, you know? Yeah. So like basically if you're not doing that, you're like seen as like kind of a failure. 
And like, if you're an ambitious person, I mean, I guess there are, there are people who are less ambitious and like, are just fine doing their job, but like extremely satisfied with their job. You know, I think there are, are a fair amount of people who are satisfied with their job, but just because they're not ambitious, you know? Yeah. But like the ambitious I think people it depends what we mean. Yeah. Like if they became CEO of their company, then they would be like, yes, now I am extremely satisfied with my job, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so on, on Pew Research, for the question or for a percentage of employed adult, uh, employed adults saying that they are very satisfied with their current job is actually way higher than I thought. So overall, it's 49% of employed adults say they are very satisfied with their current job. Are you serious? 59% of people who make over $75,000, 45 who make between 30 and 75, and 39 who make under 30. So wow. even people who make under 30,000, 39%, according to Pew Research, said that they were very satisfied with their current job. Interesting. But the question is, what does that mean? You know, that doesn't necessarily yeah, like, mean yeah. what we're talking about. Is the question, is the question just i am very satisfied i think like, the question is like is, mark how satisfied you are on a scale of very unsatisfied to very satisfied but is it about you know the job that's or really just like life no the Can job specifically the, oh yeah that's under, under thirty thousand is like basically minimum wage yeah and like only 9% say somewhat dissatisfied and 6% very dissatisfied. So 15% are marked as dissatisfied. You know, so that mean I should change my job because I'm <laughs> so much slash yeah. very dissatisfied. I think that probably the reason that those statistics are the way that they are is that over time, you like just by entropy, like bouncing around in jobs like when you're young you like find something that you're satisfied doing and like the majority or like a large portion of the workforce is like you know older people right so i think it's probably older people in general are more satisfied with their jobs because they have had time to like find one that they enjoy even if it doesn't make that much money i completely agree and i think that also people over time will maybe not rationalize but yeah. you know what i mean if i've been working at a company for 25 years i'm gonna say that i'm satisfied with it because otherwise i'm not gonna say that i've just been living a terrible life for 20 years doing something that i hate yeah. because that's not like a you have to resolve that like cognitive dissonance you have to come to like enjoy your job and like find purpose in it otherwise you're gonna be so unhappy <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah definitely true so like i think like, like if i was doing mortgages or something i feel like after 15 years of doing mortgages <laughs> i would some you know i would have to come to like it and or like something about it otherwise i will have just like gone insane yeah definitely i would also be interested like, to see the numbers for young people like you're saying mm -hmm. true because i think I think once you're at the point where you can no longer change your career, like reasonably. Yeah. Like you just become satisfied with whatever, like 
because satisfied itself like the word kind of has the connotation of like like it's not like you enjoy your job right like it's just that you have come to terms with it right to like say that you're satisfied with something is like yes i accept that this is the way that things are yeah satisfied can mean a lot of different things to people if they said is this your dream job i bet 99 percent of people would say no that's yeah that's an interesting question Maybe not 99, but probably at least 95, I would think. Because everyone's dream job is like being the NBA or some shit, right? Like, yeah. If you could do literally anything. But this is also really interesting here. I think people are completely wrong about this. Uh, And it says that 61% of people do not believe that it's possible for their employer to hire someone outside of the country that could do the job they are currently doing. Wait, what percent? 61. <laughs> Wait, can, you, can you repeat these statistics? So 61% of employed adults um, think that it is not possible for their employer to hire someone from outside of the country that would be able to do the job they are doing now. Yeah. Which is patently I, I, not true. <laughs> I guarantee, though, that 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 is like the thing that people are thinking exclusively when they hear that question is, well, you couldn't do my job in English. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it could be in English. Yeah, that's actually a fair point. I mean, but like, like, does this include Britain and and India where like 90, you know, percent of the population speak English? Yeah, just as outside the country. So, yeah, it could be any any country. So this is like the classic um, fallacy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, people don't want to feel like they're replaceable. Yeah, and so they rationalize it by saying like, okay, well, I speak English. Like, even if I'm like a grocery, you know, <laughs> yeah. even if I work in the grocery store, like, could someone from, you know, China do my job? Probably not here. Exa- like, exactly yeah, here. Yeah, because don't speak the language that you need (laughs) yeah as a result like (laughs) i am i am therefore like more superior like more well yeah exactly i'm superior because i speak english and i live somewhere where people speak english exactly and then this one is even this this one is even worse 85 percent of employed people in the united states do not think it is possible for their employer to use technology to replace the job they are doing now. <laughs> 85%. I guarantee you at least, like, <laughs> I think at least, like, probably a third of jobs can be replaced, right? If you think I, about, like, how many people are employed in, like, warehouses and manufacturing and, like... Honestly, think- unless you're in a creative field, anything is replaceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many? The thing is, it's probably people who work in service, mm-hmm. because like yeah. like the United States is like a mostly service economy, right? Yeah. So like, if you, I don't know, even if you're like a waiter or something, like could a robot? Yeah, yeah, you? that's true. Not like well, you know. Yeah. That's because I think it's also because people don't know how to really evaluate that question. Because like if you're a waiter, you're thinking, 
they can't build a robot that does what I do. But then yeah. in 10 years, you're like, oh, shit, nobody goes to restaurants anymore because the pandemic happened. And now everybody orders food instantly to their home and waiters no longer <laughs> exist, except at Mostly like fancy restaurants. Yeah. There's not a lot of waiters or waitresses because all you do is get the tickets from the ticket machine and then um, exactly the from, even yeah, the booth. Like McDonald's just has like a screen now. Like you don't even necessarily need. Yeah, I never to talk have, to like, people at McDonald's to order. At the cash register. It doesn't make sense because like I'm, they're not going to remember when I say like no pickles and like two slices of cheese. <laughs> it's just like it doesn't make sense to have a person doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, that's kind of, it's weird how you can't ever really predict well. It's like that guy in the, a long time ago who said everything that could be invented has been invented in like 1920. And obviously that's so incredibly dumb, but it's so, it's like impossible to think of, you know, like 20 years ago to think that we would just all be ordering food from like apps and that no one would go to restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like so you wouldn't yeah. think of that as the way that those jobs get automated away. You would think of like other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think of like a like a robot with like wheels. Yeah, like, like the Jetsons or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching um, 2001 Space Odyssey and they didn't they don't they didn't know this uh, concept of cell phones. So what what they would ha- do is have a robot um, follow you around and there's like a you know those phone um i don't know what it's called anymore you know that like old-timey phones that you can actually pull with a string a cord yeah. attached to it the landlines yeah. but like yeah, the, the non the wired landlines uh-huh. mm. that will be attached to the robot <laughs> portable phone that's the thing that's so funny is they can imagine they imagine the robot but they can't imagine a wire a cell phone <laughs> i mean I think probably one of the reasons for going for that is like you could have it just be like a a block that like the person talks into, but like people would like the masses would be like, what is he doing? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. What is he doing? Yeah. It's more so relatable. Like, okay. mm-hmm. You know, uh, you guys didn't answer the question advice to former self. I think I'm the only one who actually answered. Yeah, you're right. Um, my answer is kind of similar just in the sense of, and I think this, it tells me something about what my advice to my current self should be is always just work harder in the sense of like, if I had been, you know, let's say you wanted to learn Chinese. If I had just done an hour a day since 10 years ago of learning Chinese, I would be like extremely fluent in Chinese. You know what I mean? It's just doing a little bit starting early and doing a little bit each day is so powerful. But then yeah. in 10 years, I'm going to be like, you know, now I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I had done that. And then in 10 years, <laughs> I'm going to be like, ah, oh, fuck, I wish I had like played the guitar for 10 minutes every day or like, you know, but mm-hmm. we never actually like do those things, but we just give that advice, you know, because exactly. like yeah. Celio, you because should you today can do it right now. Exactly. You're not going to do it. Yeah. Today you should get a hobby. And then work on it. But you're not going to, even though that's exactly the advice that you would have given to yourself. Because now you're like, oh, I'm too old. But you're like 25. <laughs> like, 
It's too I late. I honestly think. Yeah. It's too late. <laughs> if I got that exact advice for myself, like I wouldn't do it. You know? Yeah. So like, like, my advice to myself would almost be like, literally like, take things easier. You know, <laughs> like, I did not have to work as hard as I did probably to yeah. end up like where I am. Mm -hmm. That is true too. I would have given myself that advice actually a hundred percent. Yeah. I did not you, like take yo. advantage of oh my, my life. Oh my God. I went to one of the, you know, America's greatest engineering school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm making my set, uh, self sad right now. <laughs> it's like I did, you know, put so much time into things that too. didn't, didn't end up mattering at yeah, all exactly. you know took it way too far way too seriously and it would have just like and then you can't get years back that you spent you know do it has to be important if you're really like taking it that seriously mm -hmm. and that and that's a like the thing is life is not like sims you know because you might be like my advice is to work out every single day but it's so hard to actually do that. You can't just, you know, schedule yourself to work out and then watch your sim, like, lift some weights. You know, you have to actually yeah. do it. I wish I could just <laughs> be like, okay, work for, like, 12 hours and then just, mm -hmm. like, do it. But the whole time you're like, oh, my God, like, I have to do this for eight more hours. <laughs> so, like, and I think it's one of those things where, like, at the time, every, everything seems more like pressing than it actually is you know yeah so like you can realistically like take the, a lot of the time at least i found like i could realistically have taken things easier and like especially when it comes to like academic stuff like it's def better to like sleep and like relax and yeah do stuff like that, as opposed to just like pounding your brains out on something for like 18 hours a day and i completely like, think that you know there's so much diminishing returns like if yeah. you had studied yeah. if i had studied for six hours instead of 20 hours i probably would have done almost as well you know mm -hmm. what i mean like there's just a point where it's better to enjoy your life and yeah, that's like i read it was kind of a dumb book you know because Sometimes I read books where the principle of the book is just so obvious, but you just read it anyway. You know, it was called uh -huh. Essentialism. And basically the entire book can be summarized as only do things that are essential. Like yeah. don't, you know, if you have eight hours, just spend two hours doing the thing that actually is going to make a difference and don't fuck around with the other things that, you know, the 80-20, the 20 of the 80-20. But, like, it's very hard to implement that. But if you do that, you can actually take things easier and still, like, get the same results or Wait, close. I don't agree with. I don't agree with that. Only do things that are essential. So this is the power. This is the power law, Celia. So like, basically, in in almost anything, there is like an eighty and a twenty. So yeah, particularly in like business, you know. 20% of your efforts bring 80% of your results. But really, that's sort of in anything. If you think about, you know, even if you think about, let's say you're a YouTuber, right? YouTubers do a ton of bullshit, you know, from PR to 
making videos to whatever. But in reality, the, the single thing that gives them 95% of their return is just uploading videos. And if someone said, fuck it, I'm going to literally do nothing except just upload my weekly videos and do absolutely nothing else, it really wouldn't, it wouldn't like change their position nearly as much as you think it might. So if you look at anything you're doing, usually you can find like, okay, there's a few activities that are not to say that the other things are not helping you, but there's a couple of things that are getting you like 90% of the way there. And you could, if you wanted, stop doing, it's like, it's just like studying too, you know, to get the last 10% takes a lot longer than to get the first 50%. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. I I thought when you said like you know do only things that are essential, only do things that you know are actually essential. If you know what I mean, like don't play video games if you enjoy playing video games. Don't. (laughs) So I mean, I took it. That's essential to me. You know what I mean? Like if I never relaxed, that I would be missing like an essential piece of my like sanity or my like life. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remove relaxing and say that i'm doing everything essential or like sleeping <laughs> if you sleeping is extremely sleeping essential is in, yeah exactly <laughs> but it's not productive but it's i guess it's productive in the sense where if you like you'll be you'll get way better returns if you sleep eight hours every day in versus working two more hours and then sleeping six hours probably in the long term cool yeah i mean we can cut it there to be honest that's about an hour awesome yeah let's cut it right now we hope that uh... you're all satisfied with your (laughs) employment we hope first of all okay we can all talk all day about being satisfied with your employment but first of all we hope that you have employment so that you can eat food and live in a house and then if you're lucky enough to have that then we hope that you enjoy crunching your numbers or whatever it is that you're doing and that you have enough money to subscribe to us on patreon exactly yeah i know, you know that what? you guys Actually, all have careers so five dot that's like the twitch streamer if who the got money f- is tight you guys don't have to subscribe don't listen to these two no 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 <laughs> dude did you guys remember that twitch streamer who got flamed because she was saying you know everybody has five dollars Okay, every single one of you has five dollars. You you can't tell me that you don't have five dollars lying around. So that's what I'm saying to you, Wattib audience. All right, I know that every even the poorest among you has an iPhone. All right, so put that five dollars up on Patreon. It's worth it. It's don't worry about feeding your family. <laughs> All right, signing off. Bye. Signing guys. off.